When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. AI helps smaller businesses obtain financing. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Prashant Faloria, CEO at Fundbox. Welcome, Prashant. Hi, Tanya. Thanks for having me. Of course. So what is the mission of Fundbox? Fundbox is an AI-powered financial platform for small businesses, and the mission of the company is to harness the power of technology and in particular AI to deliver financial services that can unlock growth for millions of small businesses in the US and around the world. Why do traditional financial institutions fail small and medium-sized businesses today? That's a, that's, a, that's a deep question, Tanya. I think if you were to look at perhaps the largest segment of financial institutions, which are banks, they're just not set up to serve SMBs very well. In a typical bank, you find two big units, the consumer unit, which serves consumers like you and me, and then what's often called a commercial unit, which serves larger enterprises. And small businesses are this third group, which is often sandwiched between these two much larger groups and often an afterthought. Because the challenge with small businesses is that they lack the homogeneity of consumers. It's difficult to capture the financials of a small business in a simple scorecard, like a consumer does in the case of uh, you know, a credit bureau report or a FICO score. So there's a lot of diversity in small businesses. The books of a hairdresser and the books of uh, a small manufacturer look very, very different. Yet at the same time, they aren't big enough to merit this very human capital intensive you know, hours and hours of an underwriter and auditor looking at their books that a larger enterprise can merit because they're much larger customers. So they're sort of caught between a rock and a hard place. And given the way banks are set up, it's very sort of hard for them to serve small businesses effectively. Now, you also have sort of newer entrants, I'm going to call them the fintech 1.0s that took some of the services provided by banks and kind of brought them online. And the innovation there was, to build a, a website or a web interface or maybe even a mobile app. But the challenge of the back end, which is what's the data? How are you looking at a business? How are you assessing their risk? Is still a challenge, whether you're a traditional financial institution or maybe the first wave of FinTech players that try to sort of solve some of these problems. How has AI transformed the underwriting process for borrowing and lending? AI is an extremely powerful tool in, in underwriting small businesses in particular. And this is, this is really important because a small business has almost like the diversity of a large enterprise and the complexity, but not the scale. So you've got two options. You either have a team of auditors and underwriters manually go over the books of a small business and it takes the, an average more than $3,000 for a bank to underwrite a small business, $3,000 in people's time. However, with AI, what you can do is look at all the transactions that a small business is, is incurring on a daily basis and really use that transactional data 
to get a much better sense of the real health of the small business, as opposed to what usually happens is simply relying on the FICO score of the business owner. And so what we've done at Fundbox, for example, is build this, this data asset of all the businesses that we work with and all their transactions with each other. We've converted that into a graph of small businesses and their interactions with each other, and then built machine learning models on that data, on that graph. That, that can make these predictions. And that's really the core of our AI. Algorithm transparency and data set bias have been hot topics across the AI domains for years now. In the FinTech sector, are we making any measurable progress in those areas? Well, we absolutely are. Uh, first of all, I would say for, for services like credit, uh, ethical AI is not a choice. It's actually the letter of the law. There's this thing called the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, which just requires that decisions around credit need to be free of discrimination on the basis of things like gender or, or age or race or ethnicity. And that's, that's a mandate. And whether you're underwriting manually or underwriting through AI. And in fact, the measurability uh, and, the, and sort of the, the configurability of AI systems in some ways lends them uh, makes it even more amenable to audit, review, and change. And so, for example, Fundbox, we use AI for, for all of our decisioning. 99 plus percent of our decisions are fully automated, which I think is a high watermark in credit, whether consumer or small business. And we work with bank partners that get audited, that audit us. And so all our decisions are, are looked at in the context of implicit or explicit bias or any other things that could uh, could either violate the letter or or the or the spirit of the law of the land, and so I think when it comes to credit um, and frankly other highly regulated financial services, um, AI is already under a fair amount of scrutiny, if you will, and as it should be because it's very powerful and can can do a lot of good, and but also needs to be managed. Um, and I think that the industry is making all of these investments because of the the value of, of AI in just transforming the industry and getting to the next, next level. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Explain what you mean by buy now, pay later, being the future of SMB lending. I think buy now, pay later is, is, is a trend and it's not new on the consumer side. We've always had, you know, you drive by a mattress store and you would see signs for to get your mattress today and pay over the next six months. And the online buy now pay later that you see companies like Afterpay and Aquarium and Klarna doing is taking that very basic credit at the point of purchase model and bringing it online in a way that is simple, it provides a great customer experience and also sort of drives more conversion for the merchant. Now that revolution is sort of happening in e-commerce for, for consumers, so call it B2C commerce, right? Now B2B commerce, so small businesses transacting with each other, for example, or even enterprises, B2B commerce has always lagged B2C by, by a decade or you know, We started 
buying on sites like Webvan and Amazon back in the late 90s, B2B commerce as consumers, B2B commerce moved like a, a decade later. But now we're at the place where folks that are small business owners that need to either purchase things or sell to other businesses have already experienced the, the benefits of e-commerce and tools like buy now pay later in their personal lives and are looking for the same kind of ease of use and flexibility in their business lives as well. So I think a lot of consumer trends that have spoiled all of us are also gonna make their way into the world of business. And this is across whether it's an enterprise all the way down to a small business. So, so for example, uh, today in the world of B2B transactions, we already have a buy now pay later, but it's very, very antiquated, which is the terms that you typically provide to your clients. The typical small business owner that serves other businesses provides a product or a service and then waits to get paid. Net 30, net 60, if you're unlucky, you're waiting 90 days to get paid. And if you were to walk around the US and add up all the unpaid invoices that are due to a small business, that's almost a trillion dollars of capital that's not available to that small business because it hasn't been paid yet. So the, the acceleration of funds on the, that's sort of the buy now pay later spirit where the merchant or the seller gets paid immediately, but the buyer gets more flexibility with how they make their payment can really disrupt the small business economy because it can take this trillion dollars of, you know, that's locked up in suspended animation and then unlock it and, and, and unleash it for small businesses to actually just operate and to grow. And that's what Fundbox is focused on, just how to unlock that trillion dollars of unpaid uh, invoices that are, that, are, that are slowing down the small business economy today. Are there any emerging trends you see in the lending space among SMBs, especially related to tech innovation and AI? Absolutely. I think the first is just the application of AI itself to, to making credit decisions. Uh, and this is one where, where Fundbox is, uh, I think we've, we've, uh, we're very, very far ahead in terms of uh, our level of automation, but it's also sort of a broader industry trend. I think the other part of it that's related to AI is the use of transactional data for underwriting. So rather than just looking at the business owners, you know, personal credit history and FICO score and figuring out whether they've paid their mortgage on time or not, which is useful, but not super relevant in the context of their business, looking at the actual business transactions and assessing a business's health based on their transactions is also a big thing. I think the third thing that I'd point out is just inserting credit at the point of need or at the point of relevance. Again, one of the, one of the benefits of buy now pay later on the consumer side is you're providing credit when someone actually needs it. And it's similarly in the context of businesses transacting with each other, providing credit at the point of issuing an invoice or paying a bill is something that's also occurring. So for example, one of the more popular uses of Fundbox is, is when someone is coming across Fundbox embedded inside their invoicing system. So we have partnerships with companies like Intuit and the QuickBooks product, their FreshBooks product and so on. And we can provide credit right at the time when you're reviewing your invoices. So it's not credit in, you know, in abstract, it's credit in, a very, in the context of a very, very specific decision you need to make. How do I pay this bill? This customer hasn't paid me. Can I accelerate the funds from that invoice? And I think, so credit in context is also like a really big trend that I think we've started seeing on the consumer side, but you'll see a lot more on the business side as well. Prashant Valoria, CEO 
at Funbox. Thanks so much for joining us. If, if somebody wants to connect with you, maybe they want to find out uh, more about your work or follow you personally. What's the best way they can do that? I think coming to funbox.com and looking up the company would be great. We'd welcome that. Uh, you can also just get in touch with me on my Twitter handle, pfloria. And I look forward to continuing the conversation there. Thanks again for joining me, Prashant. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on all the major podcast platforms under the Tanya Hall Innovation Show or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.